You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to thank you for joining me for this morning's podcast. And uh, we're talking about Psalm 19, and what a fascinating psalm. And I won't go back through all of what we've covered up until now, but basically what we're saying is that God has compared His Word to the fingers on the human hand. And each one of His ways of communicating with us is like one of the fingers. And you can remember these things by thinking about your fingers. God has ways, and the index finger is the finger we use to tell someone which way this thing is or that thing is, or we use, this is the way. God has ways, and it's easier to follow Him when you know His ways. You can't have a relationship with someone with whom you have no knowledge of their ways. You have to have knowledge of their ways in order to have a closeness. Now, the middle finger is representative of the testimony of the Lord. The testimonies of the Lord, or the testimony of the Lord, is sure, Psalm 19, 7, making wise the simple. You know what testimony is? It's a story. That's what a testimony is. It's someone's story. If you go to court and give testimony, you're telling a story. This is your idea, your version of what happened. This is what you saw. Well, the Bible is filled with testimonies, filled with stories. Isn't it interesting that when God wants to introduce us to His Son, the Messiah, He does it through four different books that are all filled with stories. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these stories are all told from a slightly different perspective. They have a different emphasis. And they help us to see who Messiah is. Now as Jesus leaves and ascends back into heaven, He gives us the story of the church in the book of Acts. Then He jumps to the epistles. Now I love the epistles, and it's amazing what you can learn through the epistles. But when you are a new follower of Christ, going to the epistles first can be very confusing. That's why I think the best Bible study that you can do as a new follower of Christ is found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then on in the book of Acts. You can learn so much from that. God uses stories. The middle finger sticks up more than all the rest of the fingers. And, and we remember stories. We remember stories more than we remember any other part of a sermon. That's why I tell stories all the time in my preaching, because I know that people will remember the story more than they remember the precept that the story illustrates. And it's very good to tell stories because then you leave a mark on people. The story will also, always, it should, point to a pre- precept. So they get the, the, the precept because they got the story. You know, it's, it's like a bucket full of water. When you have a bucket full of water, people get the water because of the bucket. And that's what a story is. And it helps you to carry more water than what you could carry with your hands. So if you want to be a great communicator, be a great storyteller, because stories are what God uses to communicate His truth. Uh, stories 
again, they carry amazing ideas. I, I keep going back to the story of David and Goliath. Uh, God led David in steps. He didn't start with Goliath. He killed a lion and a bear. Uh, God led David to uh, fight in faith with a covenant. He describes Goliath as an uncircumcised Philistine. For this reason, David knew he was going to win because he knew he had a covenant with God and he knew that Goliath didn't. Uh, David also understood that he had to fight with things that he was familiar with. That's why he didn't use King Saul's armor. He used the sling and the stone that he had been fighting with up until that time. And so that's how David worked. He used that slingshot. Now, uh, we are, are led by God to utilize tools and equipment that, that are familiar to us. God doesn't call us into things that we have no familiarity with. So there's so much you can learn from a story. It communicates so much in principle that will help us. So that's what the middle finger stands for. Now, we got to get on with this because this psalm is just incredibly loaded, and I've only got five days to teach it. So the, the, the ring finger is the next one. These are the statutes of the Lord. The Bible talks about the statutes. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Now, that's the ring finger. The minute you put that ring on as a married person, you are subscribing to a boundary. And what you're doing is you're saying that I am going to be faithful to my spouse and you understand that there are restrictions on you now. People who don't know God don't understand that restrictions actually give you freedom. It is in being able to do anything and everything that you fall into bondage. Boundaries don't uh, constrain. They don't tie us up. Actually, boundaries free us. God has created zones for us to operate in that bless us, help us. That's what he did in the Garden of Eden. He gave Adam this amazing run, all the trees of the garden he could eat from, including the tree of life in the middle of the garden. But there was one tree he wasn't to touch, and that was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Wasn't supposed to eat from it, I should say. And the point that I want to make about that is it was a restriction on Adam. And so the restrictions don't bind, they loosen, they free. I want you to listen to this, Exodus 20 and verse 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. What is this? These are boundaries. God is saying, look, this is unhealthy. When you want something that I've given to someone else, that's not healthy. And, and here's why, because you begin to see them as your source. You've got to take it from them so that you can have it. When you realize that God has something for you that he can give you without having to take it away from somebody else, it allows you to rejoice in someone else's blessing. You know, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says, rejoice with them that rejoice, weep with them that do weep. We're pretty good at weeping with people who weep. We see somebody fall into catastrophe. They have a disaster. We go to the funeral. We give money. We support them. We help. We, we're great at being generous like that. You know what we're not so good at? 
when someone gets a promotion on their job, they get a new car, they get a new house, or they marry the girl that we wish we could have married, what happens is we become jealous of that, and we don't rejoice with those who rejoice. And when you don't do that, what you're saying to God is this, God, you're not big enough to bless us all at the same time. You can only bless one of us at this time. You can't bless us all. And that's an affront to God. God can bless us all. What God does for somebody else is no threat to what God wants to do for me. For that reason, I can rejoice when someone else is blessed. So God sets boundaries on things not to bind or constrain me, but to free me. God's boundaries do keep you safe and they bless you. Well, I'm telling you, one of the things I've had to learn down through the years is to submit to those boundaries. I remember years ago when I first started out in my national kids ministry, I had a kids TV show, went all over the country. God blessed us with that. Uh, we, it was something I know that he told me to do, but there was something else that I did that God did not tell me to do. I published a kids magazine and I had the, uh, the worst time paying for that. We were always in trouble financially, and it was because of that magazine, and God never told me to do that magazine. You know why I did it? I looked around, and I saw all these other ministries around me that had monthly magazines, and I thought, if I'm going to be like one of them, I've got to have a monthly magazine. Well, they were all dealing with adult partners, adults who would read those magazines, respond to the ads or the stories or the appeals that were in the magazines. But kids don't do that. And so I created an unnecessary financial burden for myself because I crossed a boundary. I didn't understand what I was doing. I went out there and went outside my boundaries into something God really never told me to do. It was amazing when I finally had the revelation, cut the magazine. You are not obligated to do this. You don't have to do this. Our financial problems, they, they went away. It was amazing how much easier things were when I dumped that magazine. And so I was never called to do it in the first place. So it was a boundary that I crossed, and I crossed it because I looked at somebody else. President Theodore Roosevelt had a saying. He said this, Comparison is the thief of joy. And if we're not careful, we lose our joy because we're looking around at different people and we want what they've got. Failing to realize that what God has for us is the very best thing. So... That's what the ring finger represents, the statutes or the boundaries of God. So let's go back real quick. God has ways, God uses stories, and God sets boundaries in our lives to keep us from things that are not good for us. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but tomorrow we're going to get into this. What in the world does that little finger represent? I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.